So don't let these failures define you. We constantly talk about this on the podcast. Any of your highest points in your life or any of your lowest points, you shouldn't be defined by those things. Because as what they are, they're just undulations. They're high points and low points. They aren't the heart of your being. Failure is something that is often asked uh, about on the groups and in our Instagram replies and everything like that. Farts, what are your thoughts on on failure as uh, an adult? I think it's one of the things that really plague us. And um, I was browsing through Kindle books last night and I stumbled upon this book that talked about uh, our entire life is just about worrying about the future and being plagued about the past. And that was such a grim way to look at our life, but you see a lot of people living that way. As an adult, you always think about, okay, what's going to happen to me next? And then what are the setbacks that I've done in my life or the failures and the mistakes that I've committed that have actually given me setbacks that I, I regret until today? And I think both you and I, if we're being completely honest, there are a lot of failures and missteps in our lives that we feel like if we do the, if we didn't do those things, obviously we won't be the person that we were today, but we'd also be less pained and less scarred and we'd be probably just a little bit less cynical about the world. So failure is something that really plague, plagues us, right, Parts? Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think that we are living in an age where we feel failure so much more because of the pressure that we put upon ourselves to succeed. Um, I, I think that um, when, uh, when people feel uh, the brunt of failure, it's mostly because of the pressure uh, that we put upon ourselves and that society puts on us as well uh, towards reaching success, whatever, in whatever aspect this is, whether this is success in, in your career or success in school or success in relationships, uh, the thought of failure is always so much more magnified by the amount of pressure that is put upon us. Yeah, and when you look at it, everything is on social media now. And so it's so mm -hmm. easy for people to berate you and tell you when you're wrong. As compared to before, you only depend on your friends, your family, and the people around you to tell you that. And um, I remember before when I would always host live events and there would be after parties. I always tell them, guys, you know, I really love for you guys to have fun, drink, enjoy your time. But always remember, you may forget, but Facebook never forgets. So don't be stupid. Um, that is true. It, but, but it's true. It was a funny anecdote that I would often say during events, uh, but it's something that I feel like is constantly being relived by other people. And when you look at people who have been trending recently, like Kim Chu with Bawa Lumabas or DJ Lunio mm -hmm. in his um, misconception of mass testing, these are common mistakes that human beings make, but then they are blasted into this magnanimous thing of a failure because of social media and how people are saying, this is dumb, this is stupid, you are wrong. And it just kind of haunts us. So I stumbled upon this story that I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like it encapsulates our topic for today. I sent this to Aaron and I'd love to read it to you guys as well, those of you who are listening right now on the podcast. So 
There was a very brilliant boy. He always scored 100% in science. He got selected for IIT Madras and scored excellent in IIT. Went to the University of California for an MBA, got a high-paying job in America and settled there. Married a beautiful Tamili girl. Bought a five-room big house and luxury cars. He had everything that made him successful, but a few years ago, he committed suicide after shooting his wife and his children. What went wrong? California Institute of Clinical Psychology studies his case and found what went wrong. The researcher met the boy's friends and family and found that he lost his job due to America's economic crisis and he had to sit without a job for a long time. After even reducing his previous salary amount, he didn't get any job. Then his house installment broke and he and his family lost their home. They survived a few months with less money and then he and his wife together decided to commit suicide. He first shot his wife and children, and then he shot himself. The case concluded that the man was programmed for success, but he was not trained for handling failures. Now, let's come to the actual question. What are the habits of highly successful people? First of all, I want to tell you that if you have achieved everything, there's a chance to lose everything as well. Nobody knows when the next economic crisis will hit the world. The best success habit is getting trained for handling failures. I want to request every parent, please do not only program your child to be successful, but to teach them how to handle failures and also teach them proper lessons about life. Learning high-level science and maths will help them to clear competitive exams, but a knowledge about life will help them face every problem. Teach them about how money works instead of teaching them to work for money. Help them in finding their passion because these degrees will not help them in the next economic crisis and we don't know when the next crisis will hit the world. Success is a lousy teacher. Failure teaches you more. That's a very grim story that I can't um, really verify for everybody here, uh, but I feel like it's a story that a lot of us have heard in one shape or form. And both Aaron and myself, when we were talking about this, we both agreed that failure is one of those things that we rarely talk about. It, as an adult, you always talk about how do you achieve success? How do you handle your emotions and your relationships? How do you become a better part of society without really addressing failure? But how common is failure in both our lives, right? I, I agree. And I think that the only time of type of failure that a lot of people are comfortable with talking about is the failure in relationships. But failure in life is something that no one likes to talk about because it makes them look weak. Um, when we talk about like the the Filipino um, culture of hugot is honestly just making someone, it, it's telling you, telling someone about the fa your failure in love. But there, you don't have that whenever it comes to like what this what what the, what the story was pertaining to when it comes to someone's career, um, just to bounce off of something that you were talking about, um, and just to to throw out just a personal anecdote um, about failure, uh, it and it has has absolutely nothing to do with me, but it's based on how failure is is handled. Um, my brother. And his, his kids, they always, every Sunday, they would always have, like, their basketball tournaments. And they had one tournament where they, like, his, my, his, my nephew's team was getting creamed 
by like 50, 60 points every game. And what happened was that some of the parents didn't want to bring the kids to the te- to the games anymore because they were thinking, why am I going to bring them there? Why am I going to wake up early on a Sunday morning and drive from Alabang all the way to Green Hills and just to see my kid get creamed by kids that are 20 times better than them, what is the point? And my brother did not understand that. My brother could not figure it out because when I was talking to him, we felt the same way. The feeling, the good feeling of winning only tastes better when you have tasted the bitterness of defeat. And me and my brother, we always understood the idea of defeat, the idea of failure and appreciated so much more the sweet, luscious taste of success because of it. Yeah, that's true. It it kind of, it's like the dark sky that makes the stars shine is yes, how you look at exactly. it, right? Like you won't really see how beautiful the stars are if there's no dark background to see it uh, upon. Uh, and I actually found this article online from lifewithconfidence.com, how to deal with failure. And the first point is really related to what you just said, Bart. And the first point that, that it says is to define failure. Yes. Don't define failure according to whatever world the world tells you what failure is. Define it for yourself. What is failure for you? What does failure mean to you? This is an important one to figure out as it's your beliefs around failure that will determine how you react when it happens. If your belief about failure is that it defines who you are and it defines the way that you should go from one career after another or one basketball game after another, of course you're going to quit it when you fail. But if you yes. look at failure as what Aaron Atide is saying, which is it's really just a way for you to appreciate success even better, then it totally changes. So it says here in the article, so take a moment and think about whether any of these um, definitions have crept crept into your belief system and define what failure means to you. Does it mean that your friends and family lose their respect for you, that you're a loser and worthless in the eyes of everybody else? If this is what you consider failure to mean, that it's time for you to change your belief and update your definition about failure. Instead of seeing the situation as hopeless or a waste of time, change your belief to see it as a valuable experience. The only time that failure, it, and I know there's there's a lot of of you know overused anecdotes when it comes to failure, and and the one that really stands out, and, it, and because there's a lot of them, because a lot of them are true. Uh, it's only a failure if you don't learn from it, and that's and that's something that you were you were talking about right there. It's about defining what it is. What is if if failure for you is losing a game, then you failed. But if failure from you is okay, I lost the game. What can I do to make sure that that doesn't happen again? You might have lost the game, but that is a success. Learning from it is the success part of failure. And that's what I enjoyed seeing from my brother when he was trying to teach his his son that, you know, if we lose, that only means that you just need to put in the extra work and get better so you can succeed. Mm -hmm. Here's another example, apart from the Atide Bros. Henry Ford is a perfect example in that he had two car businesses fail before he started the Ford Motor Company at age 53. Wow. 
Wow. And even then, he had more failures after that with this well-known disaster of Fordlandia in Brazil. So entrepreneurs, individuals, wherever you are, whatever your your field is, there's always room for failure. But you look at failure as growth, and then eventually it works for you. Uh, just to piggyback off of that story, um, see, the, why, why did the third one work? For, for Henry Ford. It was because he learned from the first two. Yes. And if he did not learn from the first two, the third would have failed as mm-hmm. well. And the fifth and the, the 27th and all of that, if you only look at it as just, okay, I failed, I'm going to do the same thing over again and I'm just going to put in more umph. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same exact thing but put in more gusto. It, guess what? You're still going to fail. Yeah. You need to learn from it. You need to yeah. change something also, right? Exactly. Like you can't, yes. you'll keep making the same mistakes if you don't change anything. Okay, point number two is to learn positive reframing. Positive reframing means that instead of focusing on what failed, focus on what went right. Yes. Take a step back and look at the situation from a different perspective. And, you know, some of the things that they suggest on this uh, blog post, it says, focus on what needs to be changed so it does work, which is what we were talking about just earlier. Mm-hmm. Figure out what resources you could use to make it work. Mm-hmm. Third, use what you've learned to encourage yourself to work wiser and work harder. Fourth, think of it like Edison did, or Thomas Edison, if you guys didn't know, uh, when he invented the light bulb in that you've now discovered one more way that it doesn't work, so you're now closer to figuring out the real solution. Ang ganda. Ganda, ganda. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so the third one, man. Let's move on to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with failure, after you've defined it, after you've seen it from afar and, and tried to do positive reframing, the next important thing that you have to do, which it also is mentioned here, is to be accepting of failure. When failure happens, and of course it will, accept that failures happen to everyone, not just you. It's not personal. Don't take it personal because it's not personal because everyone has Mm -hmm. to deal with failures at various times. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It means that something you tried didn't work. There's a huge difference. Um, I was reading this book last night. It's called The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. And it's basically an allegory. But I loved one of the things that uh, Wormwood was, was talking about in the letters where he said the human life because we are in our mortal bodies it means we're constrained by time our lives are always in an undulation and i had to google what is undulation an undulation undulation is basically a wave-like movement where there are peaks and troughs okay there are peaks and troughs and it says there that, you know, even though we're eternal beings and that we have eternal souls, we are constrained by time, which means we are constantly being changed. We are constantly in this undulation of peaks and troughs in our lives. So there will be successes and then there will be failures. And then there will be successes again. And then there will be failures again. And throughout your life, that's all that's going to happen because that's the kind of world that we live in. And that's how time and being in a mortal body works. I find that very scary because one of my notes that I wrote down, success is not a straight line and failure is every turn. <laughs> See? Yeah. Uh, I, I, to kind of piggyback of, uh, off of my mind here, what I was trying to say was, I think a lot of people consider uh, success 
to be okay i did one thing and it'll go straight to the the end result that i wanted but that's not the way that it works uh i always looked at in, in my life that uh every failure is like a like a, a little bit of a turn that you got to make if you're if you're thinking about it as a straight line you know it's a little curve that you need to take or you need to take a little bit of a detour to get there um does it mean that it'll get you there faster no because it'll never happen but it will get you there eventually as long as you keep learning from it and i i love the fact that you were talking about it i i think that we were on the same thing yeah <laughs> Gosh, on uh, the same page minds. okay one yeah. one other thing you, you were talking about that right um the, the accepting and seeing success not as a straight line but an undulation of, of peaks and troughs. Um, but you have to also be accepting in the sense that there will be emotions attached to the disappointments of failure. And yes. I feel like for you to go through failure and actually thrive and go over that hump, you have to accept first the feeling of disappointment and the, the feelings, whatever negative feeling is attached to that. And sometimes that negative feeling is not just yours, but it could also be your parents or your boss yes. or your business mm -hmm. partner. And you have to accept and honor those those feelings of failure, of feelings of disappointment. You have to allow yourself to grieve the success that you thought you would have but didn't eventually attain. And from that, we move on to the next point of the article. Okay, which is? Develop a sense of humor. <laughs> that is something that we enjoy. We have gotten this step down pat. Like, we have figured it out. We have always learned how to be, um, I guess, comedic with it. Yes. We've always looked learned how to look at the humorous side of failure. Maybe because it happens so much that we got kind of... We had to. Yes. If not, we would we would have lost our mind. To, to, to be completely honest with you guys, I have always had a difficult time dealing with failure because I am a perfectionist by nature. Even the the smallest sentence fillers that I use, I feel a, a, a bit of failure inside of me anytime I say um or uh or I don't get to say the word that I'm trying to say. And it constricts me whenever I speak and whenever I do anything. But a long time ago, I became kinder to myself and I just laughed at my mistakes. There were many times when, not many times, there were a couple of times when I would make major mistakes during events. And I did a Steve Harvey one time for a corporate event. And you know how much they oh, take yeah. those corporate events seriously. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they would, they would fight one, one department after another. And you know how confusing the names would be put together in the card. So I announced the wrong champion for their dance no! competition. <laughs> no! No! Oh! And, you know, that was one of the most traumatic experiences of failure that I've ever had. And so from there, I just had to start, of course, I had to be better at my craft and be extra careful with the way that I read the names. But also, I learned how to laugh at the funny things that would happen to me. If I stumble on stage, if I mispronounce a name, if I stumble in my words, I laugh at it. And I, and I laugh at the fact that, you know what, I'm human. I'm never going to be perfect in my speech, my diction, and the way that I host because I'm not a robot. If you want the perfect host, get a robot. <laughs> uh, I had the, the the early on in my career, early on in my hosting career, I had something like that as mm. well. Oh man, oh god, this Tell is us. really bad. This is this is really bad. Uh, I was hosting a wedding, 
and I said they're on their walk in I said their last name wrong and the 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 mom of the groom during dinner was so mad that I said it wrong she came up to me and she said the next time that you will say my son's my son and my newest daughter's name you will say it right and I was heartbroken oh. I I I was just getting into it. This was probably like my maybe mm-hmm. into my second year of of working, and it was a simple it was a simple name that I got wrong. And and I like when I was young, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I was like, oh man, this is it. Oh, this is the end of my career. No. But uh, luckily, later on in my career, yeah, I, I think the I think that the reason why that this is later on in the the list is because it's later on also in the journey towards success. Mm-hmm. If you're early on into it, I don't believe that it's easy to come up with uh, a humorous look outlook on failure because you're still so very um, new to it. You're still trying to fall fall in love with it. I think the humor comes in when you have fallen in love with the journey towards success. And there's time. And that's what comedy is. It's uh, drama plus timing. Drama plus timing equals uh, comedy. And I think that that's what happens later on. When the time has passed after the drama of success, when tragedy has already passed some time, that's when humor can come into the play. Yeah. And I think it also depends on the next point that they mentioned here in the lifewithconfidence.com blog, which is understand that failure doesn't define you. And when yes. you look at what you were just saying, you were saying that these things, the, the funny things in our lives only become funny eventually after time only because we don't let it define us. If I let that failure or if you let that failure in hosting define you as a host, then you wouldn't be where you are today. And so the article goes on and says, you're not your failures. What defines you is how you react or I'd much rather say respond to that failure. Do you learn from it and keep going or do you let it crush you forever? The worst thing that you can do is to let failure start to creep in as doubt about yourself and make you gun shy about trying anything else in the future. And the absolute worst thing that you can do is declare defeat before you even start by thinking something like, that'll never work because it didn't work once. Or I don't want to risk looking dumb in front of my friends just because there were times when I felt like I looked dumb in front of other people. So don't let these failures define you. We constantly talk about this on the podcast. Um, Any of your highest points in your life or any of your lowest points, you shouldn't be defined by those things because as what they are, they're just undulations. They're high points and low points. They aren't the heart of your being. Failure, I've, I mean, one of the earliest uh, advice that I got was that failure is a mindset and I will always hold on to that. I know it's a very simple way of looking at it, but in reality, that's the way it is. If you, again, like I've been saying since a while ago, if every failure takes you down a peg and makes you feel like you're further away from success, that's when it becomes failure. But if you look at it as, okay, like for instance, if you were you wanted to do something good at work and you wanted to be the one to present and you messed up and your boss got mad. Does that make you feel now, okay, I am never going to present ever again to any of my bosses because I'm going to look like an idiot? Or does it make you think, okay, where did I go wrong? 
how do I make this better? And how do I prove to them that it was only that one time that I was going to mess up? Make sure that every failure is a lesson. And it, it again, like I said, you're going to hear a lot of cliche things here on the show, but it's just really about hammering it home, giving you more ideas that if you've messed up before, who you were before and the mess ups that you had before do not define who you are now and the success that you will be. Ganda. There you go. And last but not the least, something very simple. Change the word. Instead of calling it a failure, call it a setback or a learning experience or a stepping stone, a feedback yeah. even, or mm, a, obstacle. an obstacle, a testing stage for you. Yeah. Uh, change the way that your brain approaches the word failure and change the way that you deal with it as well. And that is the way that you will deal with your successes. I think that this is funny because... Uh, my friends are my friends are idiots, okay? <laughs> but my friends are smart idiots. Yeah. So whenever we're trying something new, like or or, or we're, like, for instance, you go to a restaurant and we're like, okay, mag beta testing tayo. Like we're we're trying to see what we like yeah. and what works. And so if you're going through the process, like when me and Joyce were starting this podcast, there were a lot of things that we were beta testing. Were they failures? Yes. But the way we were looking at it was, okay, we need to find. We need to find bugs mm. in the system that, okay, what, what went wrong? What was going right? And, and again, these are all different ways and it's all about a mindset. How does your brain process failure? And that is how you move forward. If, you, if it's a wall, if it stops you, then it becomes a failure. If not, it just becomes everything else around helping you to get to your success. What a great way to end this episode about dealing with failure. Thank you very much to lifewithconfidence.com for that wonderful mm -hmm. blog post that we just went through with you guys. Hopefully, it's something that really encouraged you today. You know, I feel like we're all experiencing a lot of setbacks, stepping stones, and and feedback or beta testing uh -huh. these, beta dang, testing, these days, yeah. right? So um, that's one of the most important adult life skills that you need to have. And I think that this this does not just belong in personal, like you know, entrepreneurial or even work. This goes with a lot of things. If there's you're seeing that there are more and more problems in your relationship, try and report bugs, beta test, find new ways to make it go. Or if it's in a friendship that you have, if you feel like you guys are kind of losing that bit of friendship and connection that you had, find ways to bring it back. Mm -hmm. Try and be open with it, but don't look at the situation as a failure. Look at it as something that you can solve. And it can only be solved if you try and put your mind towards uh, doing that. So with that, our episode comes to a close. Thank you guys for joining us on this time around. I will see you guys on the next one. If you have any more questions, please head on over to our Facebook page and to joyspring.com. She's Joyce Spring. She's the one with the dot com. I'm Aaron Atida. All I got is just a, a whole lot of things to say. We're out of here. <laughs> Bye-bye. Peace. And that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspring.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adultingwithjoyspring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam. Bye.